Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning into this podcast. Behind me, up there, you may be able to see the statue of our patron saint, Bridget of Kildare. As part of our commitment to caring for our planet and changing our lifestyle, both as individuals and as a church, we're reconnecting with the Celtic Christian tradition that she represents and its respect for God's creation. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. Now, may the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. Jesus said, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist today, which we're keeping as our annual Harvest Thanksgiving service. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with an opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, 
all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Human sin disfigures the whole creation, which groans with eager longing for God's redemption. We confess our sins in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal God, you crown the year with your goodness, 
and you give us the fruits of the earth in their season. Grant that we may use them to your glory for the relief of those in need and for our own well-being. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Fear not, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit, the fig tree and vine give their full yield. Be glad, O sons of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the latter rain, as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will restore to you the years which the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer and the cutter, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I, the Lord, am your God and there is none else. And my people shall never again be put to shame. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the first letter to Timothy. There is great gain in godliness with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and hurtful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced their hearts with many pangs. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is rather strange, isn't it? Here we are in the year 2021, situated at the very heart of one of the world's greatest cities, surrounded on all sides by concrete, tarmac, shops, and office blocks. And yet we shall close this service by singing 
We plough the fields and scatter the good seed on the land, which I suspect that most of us don't happen to do on a regular basis, and quite possibly never have done. It is worth remembering, however, that although the realities of farming life may feel rather remote from many of us here today, for the majority of its 1,500-year history, this church was surrounded by fields and agriculture. Back in the 13th century, there were thriving market gardens little more than five minutes walk away in Hoban, and virtually the whole of Southwark was farmed. I have a map of Elizabethan London which shows Spitalfields and Moorfields as precisely that, fields. Grays in Road and Drury Lane each cut a path through open fields, and Covent Garden was exactly as it sounded, a convent garden. And even those in the city who made their living from other trades in that era still felt the effect of poor harvests very directly, because in past centuries, everyone lived sufficiently close to the soil and the agricultural year to feel its impact. For example, prolonged rainfall in the early 14th century led to the Great Famine of 1314 to 1317, a terrible time in which farm animals drowned in flooded fields and crops were ruined. Whole families died of starvation and from diseases linked to malnutrition. And throughout the whole of that time, this city still had to be fed. Traditionally, the Harvest Thanksgiving was a celebration and a time of relaxation and enjoyment for agricultural communities after the hard work of the harvest had finally been completed. It was an occasion to thank God for the bounty of nature, which is why it was traditionally marked in the early autumn, when the summer was over and people had begun preparing themselves for the challenge of surviving the harsh winter that lay ahead. Now, as I indicated a moment ago, all of that may seem very remote to us here today in the heart of the City of London, but perhaps we need to pause just for a moment and reflect a bit more on that. Some of you may have heard me speak before of my own paternal grandfather who died in 1974. He was a farmer throughout his entire working life and yet never owned a tractor because his was the last generation to work the land with horses. My great-grandmother on my mother's side was the daughter of a landless agricultural labourer. And I can remember my grandmother telling me that in her youth, it was by no means uncommon for the food to run out before the end of the week. So there would quite often be a day when the five children in her family simply didn't eat. We should always remember that against the great sweep of human history, the level of affluence and excess that most of us are privileged to enjoy in this country today isn't actually representative at all, quite the opposite. And a chastening reminder of that in our very midst today has been the necessity of food banks here in 21st century London needed to, feel, to, needed to feed families some of them families who are actually in work, because levels of poverty are such that without the support of food banks, they cannot afford to eat. And then think beyond that to the millions who live on our planet today, whose circumstances leave them condemned to an entire lifetime of poverty, hunger, and subsistence living. We who have so much 
can so easily forget the plight of those who have so little. We can also very easily lose touch with the fundamental links between our weather and the quality of our land and the processes of production that create and supply the food that we can so casually pick up in the local supermarket. If a harvest fails in one part of the world, so what? We can simply import what we choose to eat from elsewhere, perhaps enduring the mild irritation of a temporary price rise. We have been shielded from the catastrophic long-term effects that our lifestyle and our shopping habits are having upon the environment and our climate, invariably in the process hurting most those who have least. Our Bible readings this morning shed some important light in relation to some of these themes. Our Old Testament lesson from the prophet Joel is a wonderful passage rejoicing in the abundance of God's goodness and drawing the whole of creation into that celebration. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Fear not, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit, and fig trees and vines give their full yield. Be glad, O sons of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Fear not. And precisely the same theme is picked up by our reading from St. Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus says to his disciples, Do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? For me, the fact that here, in this part of the world, we are an industrial rather than an agricultural society, has, if anything, made the significance of our Harvest Thanksgiving service greater than ever before. We really do need to take the time to reflect on the importance of so much that we are so privileged to take for granted, so much so that we have lost sight of its true and essential worth. We really do need to take the time to rejoice and be glad and to be grateful for God's good, gift, good gifts to us in creation. But we also need to take to heart the message of the gospel about the lilies of the field. Because not only do we need to learn to rejoice that we have the food that we need for each day as it dawns and the clothing that we need for each day, we also need to let go of our fears for what may happen in the future. Because when we are afraid of what tomorrow may bring, those of us who have more than we need cling on to as much as we can today. And this is where our second reading today from the first letter of Timothy is so very important. As it points out, if we are driven by a desire for more than we need, then we fall into a temptation that brings ruin and destruction in its wake to us as well as to others. More specifically, when we lack generosity of heart because of our fear, then we waste what we have while others simply starve. 
At our Harvest Thanksgiving today, we need to rejoice and be glad, to give thanks for the abundance of God's creation and for those whose labour feeds us. But a thankful heart must always also be a generous heart, because we must always remember that these are God's gifts, not our possessions by right. That is why, here at St Bride's, we shall today be launching another of our food bank collections, so that we really can begin to share what we have in a way that actually will cost us relatively little, but benefit others immeasurably. In the words of today's collect, Eternal God, you crown the year with your goodness and you give us the fruits of the earth in their season. Grant that we may use them to your glory for the relief of those in need and for our own well-being. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, we come together this morning to pray for ourselves, one another and your church across the world. We pray especially this morning for your church and the people of the province of West Africa and their leader, Bishop Jonathan. We give thanks for Alison, our rector, Jeff, our associate priest, our Sunday club leaders and all who make it possible for us to be together in church and online today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, at this harvest time, we thank you for all the good things you give us. As we thank you for our food, we remember all those who do not have enough even for one proper meal each day. We pray for the homeless and those who depend on charity of others and pray that you will inspire us to find ways to help them. As we restart our food bank collection this week, we pray for the work of our local food bank, providing food for all those in need. Help us to share the harvests of the world more fairly, so everyone can be fed and that no one will be left hungry or wondering if they will have anything to eat today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, at this harvest time, we thank you for the hard work of all those who grow, protect and prepare our food. For shopkeepers, the transport delivery drivers, the processors and the farmers. Bless all those, Lord, who don't earn a fair day's pay for their hard work, 
both at home and in other countries, and help us to want to buy local produce and fairly traded goods wherever we can so that everyone can work with dignity and there will be no more poverty. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. At this harvest time, we thank you for the world we see around us, for the flowers, the trees and the animals. Bless all those who care for them, Lord. Help us to protect your creation by being careful about how we use your resources, so that there will be clean water, clean air, wild birds, mammals and insects to maintain the ecological balance of your countryside. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Tomorrow is the International Day of the Girl Child, and we pray together this morning that girls across the world will have the freedom and safety that they do here, and that they may be allowed to go to school, to university, to work, and to have access to doctors and loving families to care for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, at this harvest time, we ask you for the blessing on our families, friends and neighbours, on those who are sick and those looking after them. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, may they get better soon. We pray also for those who have died and have been gathered into your presence in heaven. May they rest in peace and their families have comfort and remember them in their hearts. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the for sake, the sake of, your of your Son, our, our Saviour, Saviour Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? The harvest of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer. 
which were earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because you make us stewards of your creation to praise you day by day for the marvels of your wisdom and power. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your, holy, by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord of the harvest, with joy we have offered thanksgiving for your love in creation and have shared in the bread and the wine of the kingdom. By your grace, plant within us a reverence for all that you have given us and make us generous and wise stewards of the good things we enjoy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. May God, our Creator, who clothes the lilies and feeds the birds of the air, bestow on you his care and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.